Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. A thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in Heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hi, welcome to another Christian Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Eric Thompson out here in California. Thursday, March 10th, 2022. If you want to get information on the podcast, you can head over to the website, christiantalk.life, christiantalk.life. I got my coffee, so this will be another one of our Coffee with Christians podcast as we're going through the Bible one chapter at a time. If it's the first time you are listening, what, we're, what we do is we, we go over some foundational scriptures, and then we're going to go through one chapter of the Bible. This time it's going to be Genesis 14, but we're just going to pull a couple of the main points out of it. And then when it's all said and done after the podcast, I'm hopefully you're encouraged, challenged, rebuked if needed, exhorted, but that you would just be, just be kind of girded up a little bit more and your thoughts taken captive a little bit more for the sake of Christ. I have two sponsors for the podcast. The first one is Pure Talk. I've, these are no-brainers. About a year and a half ago, my wife and I were tired of having huge cell phone bills, so I called a company called Pure Talk USA. You can go online or call them. And when when I got done, they're like, all right, well, we're going to mail you out the SIM cards, the little cards you put in your phone, and you're going to replace the ones you have in your phones because you're going to keep your phones, you're going to keep your phone numbers, so I did that. It's real simple. And when I turned the phones back on, I have three of them. Now the phones were saying at the top, Pure Talk. But this is what blew me away. If you're on Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, this, the towers that you are using, when you switch to Pure Talk, you're going to still be on the same towers. Same 5G tower, same network, same number of bars, same everything. Except... You're going to pay puretalk.com or getpuretalk.com is where you would go, but you would, you would pay Pure Talk each month. My, my bill, which was over $150 a month, dropped all the way down to after now adding a third line, I'm at $62.23 a month. It's that simple. 
And if you go over on your data, unlike what T-Mobile was doing to me, you don't pay for it. Customer services in the Atlanta, Georgia area, CEO's U.S. veteran, top-rated company with consumer affairs. It's a no-brainer. Average family saving $800 to $1,000 a year doing nothing different except switching over to Pure Talk. So do me a favor. Go to getpuretalk.com, getpuretalk.com, and when you're checking out, make sure you put in my promo code, three letters, FLS, for liberty's sake, FLS. That'll get you 50% off your first Pure Talk bill, which is going to be about 50% of what you've been paying or more. Getpuretalk.com, promo code FLS. Well, I really appreciate it. All right, let's get started with some scriptures here. Hebrews 4.12. It reminds us that the Bible is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing your soul and your spirit. We're, I mean, we're talking way down into your core, your joints and your marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Because verse 13 says that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You must be in prayer so we can remain humble in God's presence. We need to be in God's word because it's the food for our soul. It's how God corrects, rebukes, exhorts us. The Holy Spirit in us is going, yeah, you know, you, you see what you're reading? Yeah, you're not doing that. You need to repent. You need to stop. You need to feel this conviction. So Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is like when it is a, it's a gift that's in, it's beyond description because when Jesus was going to leave after the resurrection and he met with all the disciples, he said, all right, now I'm going I'm going, to, I'm going up to heaven to sit at the right hand of my Father. I'm going to intercede for you, but I'm going to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. But then the Holy Spirit, working through 40 authors on three different continents over 1,500 years, wrote God's words in a book. And so we're not left as orphans. We are the most blessed people on earth because we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. We have a Savior that's interceding for us. And we have the word that is with us all the time for edification, for learning, and for sharing with people. Romans 8, real quick. There's a lot of Christians, especially coming out of COVID and just life in general. I'm not going to say a lot. I'm going to say more than I would have expected. And you may be struggling right now. You may be going through whatever it could be peer pressure. It could have been a broken up relationship. It could be that you you bought into and are really fearful of COVID or whatever. But if we regroup here and keep in mind that God is sovereign that he's working everything out according to his will, not the will of man, that your days are numbered. So we're going to go to glory on a day. 
You can't change that. You can you can wear 10 masks or you can eat no fat and have a perfect diet. And when it's your day to go, you're going to go. But because we're supposed to honor God in our body and our spirit, which are God's, that's why we don't want to destroy our bodies. We want to honor God in our bodies. But Jesus said over and over, don't fear. He said to, to give me your burdens. And a lot of times in my past life, I would always jump into things too fast and then I would get myself in a mess and then I would get stressed out and then I would go, oh God, help me. Well, God didn't do that to me. I did it to me. You may have made decisions where you got yourself into where you feel really bad about what you did or you were wronged. But either way, the spirit world that is all around us when the demonic world sees that we're struggling, then it, it, it starts to attack. Now, there's more, there's, there's more angels, fortunately, and we have God. So greater is, is he who is in us, the Holy Spirit, than the demonic world that's in others. But, but you, can be, you, can, you can feel this oppression because of guilt, because of regret, because of you, th you think you should have been treated better. But God says to cast those burdens off and to focus on Jesus. Focus on what is set before you. Focus on the love that you have by being a child of God. Paul said in Philippians, this one thing I do, I, I forget the things I did. I put them behind me. All, all of my pains and sorrows and stresses and regrets, I, I put them behind me and I press on. So I'm encouraging you today, make much of Jesus because these presents, like it says in Romans, the, the trials we're going through compared to the glory that's set before us, there's no comparison. So let's do Romans 8. Therefore, this is verse one, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no, but what's it say before that? There is now no. <laughs> so before Christ, you are condemned. But once you're in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the spirit gives life that gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law was powerless to do because of its weakness by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And he condemned sin in the flesh. Now, if we go down to verse 14, for those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God, the spirit who, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit has received, you've received, has brought you about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. And this is what I was talking about in verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. 
if you're going through sufferings, it does not compare with the glory that is revealed in us. And sometimes the sufferings or the struggles or the pains are actually God's plan. Well, they are his plan. (laughs) They're his plan for his glory. Sometimes it is to show the world that my, my children stay faithful, just like with Job went through all of that and he didn't fall away. So we, we want to say, God, you are good. And these, these sufferings don't, don't compare to what you've set before me. And so I'm just going to worship. And if we get down here to verse 31 and on, what should we say then to, to all this? Paul's saying, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, how shall we not also, along with him, graciously give all things? Now we'll get down to 37. Now, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul said, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor powers, neither height nor depth or anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Colossians 1 says, who is Jesus? Verse 15, he is the son of the Son in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn or the highest priority, the preeminent one over all creation. For in Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him he holds all things together. 21 says, once you were alienated from God and you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you to Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you've heard and that you've been, been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and under which I, Paul, have become a servant. Be encouraged at this point, right? Whatever, the trials don't pale, they, 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 they're nothing compared to glory that's waiting for us. God is, nothing can separate you from God's love. And so let's, let's take our day to day Get our daily bread. Thank the Lord for our food. Thank the Lord for our house. Thank the Lord for our breath, our clothes, and for living in a free country. If you're living overseas, you're not in a free country, praise the Lord that you are called in those environments and you are going to heaven one day. God chose you out of those situations. All right, let's get over to Genesis 14. So what happened yesterday is Lot and Abram, who becomes Abraham, if you're just listening for the first time, but he's still Abram. They, when they left Pharaoh 
after Abram tried to give his sister away again because he didn't want to die, but then Pharaoh said, well, you get out of here, take your wife with you, and don't tell any more half-truths to me. But Abram and Lot, his nephew, had each, they had so so many animals, so so many people that they had to separate. And... Lot, being the younger guy, looked at the, the plains of Jordan and everything, and I know in his mind, he's like, I'm going down there. I can, I mean, I can grow, grow, grow. I, that's where I'm headed. So he, because he chose to head down toward where the sin was in Sodom and Gomorrah, which was in the valley where it was green and plush. Well, here's the problem. God allowed Sodom and Gomorrah to be judged by other kings in the area. So Abram has to rescue Lot. <laughs> you may have had, you may have children, or you may know people, family members, friends that decided to go after the plush green. Go to the green, the grass is greener on the other side, only needing to be rescued later. So here's what happened Genesis 14. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the names because I'll butcher them. But basically, at that, it says at the time when Aphrael, or Amraphel, the king of Shinar, and then another king and another king and another king of Goyim and whatever, um, these kings went to war. So these kings went to war against Bera, the king of Sodom, Bersha, the king of Gomorrah. That's the main thing out of here in Amna and uh, and Zor, Bela. So these the kings went they went they went to war. So you got you got five kings against four kings and and what happens is Sodom and Gomorrah's side loses. So they're kind of bummed out. And if we get down here to verse uh, yeah it was four kings against five in verse 10, now the valley of Siddim was full of tar pits. And when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into the tar pits. What a tough way to go. And the rest fled to the hills. And the four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah. So the four beat the five. And Sodom and Gomorrah were Lot. And Lot had taken residence by, or he ends up being in the city. He gets taken away. Well, in verse 13, a man who had escaped came and they, he reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now, Abram was still living up there by Mamre, Mamre the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol and Anner. All of them were allied with Abraham. When Abraham, Abraham, Abram, I can't wait, he's not Abraham yet. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out a whopping 318 trained-born men. You know, that reminds me of Joshua, of, uh, of um, Gideon. He only had 300 men out of, like, was it 10,000? or I don't, It's been a while. We'll get to it. But he, 318 trained men born into his household, and they went in pursuit. We divided them up, and they end up catching the army there, and he, he destroyed he. He, he routed them and they took off. So Abram recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with women and other people. And after Abram returned from defeating 
Kedar Lamor, the kings and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Sheba, which is the king's valley. So Abram finds out, hey, this guy comes up. Oh, no, you know, they've all been taken. So him and 318 guys take off. They go, they, they, they rout the army. They take off. They bring back to possessions. And here comes the loser, the king. <laughs> king of Sodom comes out. It's like, hey, good. You're back. Here's, this is a, this, here's one of the other two points I want to get to. Then Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of the God Most High. And he blessed Abram. So out of nowhere comes this guy named some Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace. He said, blessed be Abram by God Most High, the creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God Most High who delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and you keep all the spoils. You keep the materialism. You keep the gold. You keep the stuff. Just give me my people back. Abram said, no. Uh, With raised hands, I have sworn an oath to the Lord, the God Most High, the creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing from you, Sodom. I will accept nothing from you, the world carnality i i am not going to take it to 24 says i'll accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me let them have their share the reason why he said that it said in the end of 23 that uh, i'm not going to accept anything belonging to you not even a thread or a strap of sandals so that you will never be able to say that i the world the carnality made God's servant wealthy. I did it. God couldn't provide, so we did it. And Abram said, uh-uh. No, thank you. No, nothing to do with the world. Melchizedek. This is a, there's a, two opinions that you'll find. And I looked up John MacArthur, who's my pastor. So, in his writings, he believes that Melchizedek is more of a type of Christ, kind of like um, when the bronze serpent, you remember Numbers 21.8, when God told Moses to put a bronze serpent up on a stick, on a standard, and that as an example, like a type of Christ being lifted up on the cross. So when people looked at it, then they were saved. Just like when we, when we look at the cross and we believe by faith that Jesus died for our sins, then we are saved. They weren't saved. The, the Jewish people were not saved because of the bronze serpent on a stick. They believed because by faith they were told if they did it, God would deliver them, and he did. So there's one, one belief is that this, that, Melchizedek, even though he didn't have a lineage and he was a priest, a great high priest, that that they'll say it's more typology. They're going to say that that wasn't Jesus incarnate. It was not a Christophany. Other people believe because Melchizedek means the king of righteousness. And he was the king of Salem, Jerusalem, and the priest of the most high God. And he appears suddenly and he disappears suddenly 
and that Abram Abram gave a tenth or 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 tithe to Melchizedek, then people say, well, that was Jesus incarnate. In Psalm 110, a messianic psalm written by David, Melchizedek is presented as a type of Christ. But some some propose that Melchizedek was actually the pre-incarnate Christ or Christophany. uh, Consider Genesis 17 from their point of view where Abram saw and spoke to the Lord, El Shaddai. But Hebrews 6.20 says, Jesus, when he had become a great high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, the term order would normally indicate a succession of priests. So Melchizedek was either a type of Christ, no lineage, great high priest, accepted offerings, um, blessed, appeared, disappeared, or that was Jesus incarnate. So however, either way, it still it still was a supernatural move of God to have to have at the right time this great high priest to show up and to bless Abram and to say blessed by the God most high the creator of heaven and earth and praise be to the to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand That's what I got out of the chapter, and it's, it is, it is, it, there's so much in it that when you read it yourself, chapter 14, you want to slow down a little bit because when, when it says it, is that, that God, that, that, that Abram took off after the kings that just defeated Sodom and Gomorrah and 318 of him, him and 318 guys routed them. That's pretty impressive. But if God is for us, nobody can be against us. So the lesson, the lessons to take away from this that I got out of it is that when the world goes to war against itself, when the world is involved in pursuing and taking, sometimes people of faith get caught in it. And it could be because of our own lust and desires led us into the situation, but God is faithful to rescue us now or later in his timing. And when he does, then we are to have the mindset of Christ as, as, as in the, or in the lineage or the line of Melchizedek, the king of Salem, to bless God for being faithful, for delivering. Not It wasn't great job, Abram. The priest shows up and says, Let's give God the glory for getting Lot and your family back from the heathens. All right, my second sponsor here, MyPillow. I have a special website set up, MyPillow.VIP, for being a very, very important people. Please write down MyPillow.VIP. There's, and you they have closeout sales and all kinds of things going on. Mike's got awesome pillows, sheets, blankets, towels, robes, slippers. They're like up to 90% off if you use my promo code FLS. It's the same thing you're using over when you switch your phone service to getpuretalk.com or you can call 1-800-864-0148 
1-800-864-0148. If you know, I just need a couple pillows, and I want to get the super special. Right now, they're, they were $69.95. They're $19.95. So call 1-800-864-0148 and say, I want to get the great deals that Eric spoke about, and his promo code is FLS, and they'll tell you, okay, bam, bam, do you want a firm pillow, a kind of a firm pillow, or what size of sheets do you want, or what color towels do you want? And they can take it over the phone or you can go to mypillow.vip and it'll forward you over to the website, use a promo code FLS and you will be stoked because you'll get the items in the mail. They're 60 day money back guarantee and they're going to last a long time and they're very high quality. So check them out, mypillow.vip. Really appreciate you guys hanging with me again today. God is good. Romans 8, if you're not, if you're having a down day, go over to, we went over Colossians 1. If you want to go over the deity of Jesus Christ, that he created all things, that he sustains all things, that he is worthy because he demonstrated his love in this, that while we were sinners, he died for us. And what do we owe him back? Everything. God bless you guys. Take care.